When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Space News by SpaceIndustryNews.com. My name is Will. Today we're going to discuss that there's a really cool rocket from New Zealand, a rocket company. And they made things really, really, really inexpensive. We're talking super cheap, super cheap. They changed the industry overnight. These guys and gals have done some amazing, amazing work. And their name is Rocket Lab. And it's business time, according to, uh, you know, according to these guys. So on Sunday, late Sunday afternoon in New Zealand, Rocket Lab launched its third rocket while dozens of employees gathered in their headquarters in Auckland, clad in the uh, Rocket Lab's black and red colors. And they screamed and they screamed and they screamed while the rocket took off, flew into space, and has dropped its satellite payload into orbit. And they've been delayed for months. Sunday's event went without a hitch. It went perfect. Um, so now Rocket Lab has established itself in the lead position of a worldwide competition to change the economics and speed at which people get things into space. Peter Beck, the company's founder and CEO, said, it's game on in an interview outside of Rocket Lab's mission control in Auckland. And uh, this era has been coming and coming. While the small launch race is over, we have proven it can be done. The rocket was dubbed, it's business time. And it took off before 5 p.m. local time from a spaceport in New Zealand. Uh, carried six satellites into LEO, the Low Earth Orbit. And two of them belonged to a startup, Spire, S-P-I-R-E. And will be used to track ships, planes, and weather in remote parts of the world. While Tyvac Nano Satellite System also put up a weather satellite, another was built by students at six high schools in Irvine, California and will be used to gather data around the satellite's performance and as a teaching aid for the future. There is also another Australian startup that was involved with this. Fleet Space Technology sent up two satellites that will be used as the foundation for a new telecommunications network. And Fleet has spent all year waiting to hitch rides on rockets from SpaceX, and the Indian government has been plagued by delays. They finally got stuff up in space. About six weeks ago, I found out there was room on the Rocket Lab rocket. Typically, it takes months or years to get satellites ready, installed and certified. But in this new era of cheap, fast space, Fleet got its hardware on board in record time. Uh, Flavia Tata Nardini, the co-founder and CEO of Fleet, said, I don't think anyone thought this was possible. I can't believe we actually did it. So that was quick. What a quick turnaround. A couple weeks, right? What the heck is going on here? It takes so much red tape. It takes so much time to get stuff into space. Or it did, I should say. 
and now these guys and gals this team from rocket lab have made it available to everybody to send their stuff up really quick and for decades uh, the main path to get to space was run through a handful of large government-backed organizations and they charge between like 150 million to 300 million per flight per flight 300 million per flight and the massive rockets were lucky to fly once a month and typically carried bus sized satellites gigantic things gigantic tech and spacex caused a massive massive upheaval in the market by showing that a private space company could launch large rockets at a fraction of the cost which fraction of the cost is only 60 million per flight and rocket lab has shifted once again they shifted the whole industry everyone's going towards smaller cheaper rockets that fly they can fly it almost every day it's a 56 foot tall rocket dubbed the electron uh, spacex has a 230 foot tall rocket the falcon 9 um, they charge 5.7 million per launch spacex can take far more cargo to space but rocket lab is pitching its nibbleness and low cost as ways to get new customers access to space and to do so on a more convenient schedule they can launch these things every day you know 5.7 million per launch compared to 60 million i mean that's i mean it's 5.7 million dollars is still a lot of money but for space that is ridiculously cheap granted they can't fly giant bus-sized cargo but they can fly a much smaller um much smaller payloads so for anybody that's in that market you know nano satellites um they can they can send that stuff up in a very quick amount of time for really cheap uh so dozens of satellite startups have appeared over the past two years hoping to take advantage of the small rockets they're making shoebox size satellites those are the nano satellites I'm talking about, like tiny, tiny satellites for imaging, science missions, and communications. And Sunday's launch took place at Rocket Lab's private spaceport located on a sheep farm. <laughs> it's not a sheep farm, a satellite launcher rocket on a sheep farm. Imagine that's so cool. Okay. Um, so there's it's a private spaceport. It's in a remote location. Um, and it should allow Rocket Lab to launch frequently. The company hopes to get to one launch a week and then to one every three days as air and boat traffic are relatively low. This launch, however, did have to take the path of the Majestic Princess, one of the world's biggest cruise ships, into account as it was scheduled to briefly pass by the launch pad. So they had to look out for boats before they launched. But, you know, they're using, they're using new tech, small tech, and they can they can do different things they don't have to wait around forever they can launch kind of nimbly you know so rocket lab um, just recently moved into a new headquarters in auckland where it has both mission control and a factory for producing rockets it's all in-house it's all one place and the entry to the building has a futuristic feel and has minimal lighting black walls and red glowing accents along those walls all which leads to the glass enclosed mission control uh, so in deep inside the factory, the workers have a handful of future rockets at various stages of assembly, waiting to turn on eventually, waiting to build them up, 
build them into future rockets so they can launch those little mini satellites out there. Um, so Rocket Lab, it's successful. They launch some things into space for really cheap, but they're also successful as a business. They've raised $148 million from investors. And so these investors are thinking Rocket Lab is like the FedEx of space. They can launch things for cheap. They can send things, send these quote packages up to space for really cheap. And so there's other companies that are trying to do the same thing. Uh, Firefly Aerospace, Virgin Orbit, Vector Space Systems are three of the other um, competitors in this field. And I mean, $148 million from investors, now that they have proven that they can do this and they have a working launch under their belt, I can all but guarantee that Rocket Lab will raise another round of a lot of money. I mean, now that now that it's proven and it's it's here they did it they actually did it they have the uh, the power to not kind of negotiate now and kind of go back to their venture capitalists and say hey we want to do this bigger and better uh, our first launch this one our first successful launch is in the bag let's go do this let's get bigger and better and let's grow this together um so the their first successful test launch took place in may of 2017 and there's another one in uh january of 2018 and it sent a second rocket into space that was in uh, 2018 with a handful of customer satellites both of the flights were considered tests of the technology and this third flight being the moment when business would kick off for reals so those other ones were kind of like proof of concept hey we can do this we got the technology we're going to launch stuff up we're going to make this cheap and we're going to make good rockets that can launch things at a fraction of the cost of everybody else. So this last one, this last launch, this is when they started business. This is it's business time. <laughs> so Rocket Lab faced two false starts trying to get its third rocket to launch though. So this latest rocket, it didn't go off without a without a real hitch. There was a uh, there was a couple false starts before they actually launched them. And these false launches, you know, um, there was a there's a big issue. Um, and it revolved around a motor controller with a flawed design that triggered errors ahead of liftoff. Rocket Labs engineers redesigned that part. They fixed it up. Even though the company lost momentum as they were doing this, they, you know, it gave them a little bit of time to regroup at the production facility and to line up more rockets for quick succession of launches. So this Beck character, this guy that runs the show, he was self-taught. He's a self-taught engineer. And he dreamed of building rockets since he was uh, since he was a kid in New Zealand, South Island. So Beck and a handful of engineers guided Rocket Lab through the first few years of the company's existence, building smaller prototypes and you know, failing along the way because that's what you do as an engineer. You build things, you get it right, you get some parts right, some things fail, but you keep moving on. You got this bigger goal in your head. Beck did that, and Beck and his colleagues have done that, and they finally launched their rockets into space with a payload. So congratulations. That's my that's me clapping to Beck and his team. Look, man, this is a game changer. This is going to change the whole 
spaceflight game. Cheap rockets, flying small things into space. It's kind of like parcel delivery. You know, FedEx, UPS, postal system. They send things around the earth, you know, from a business to a person or a person to a person. Now, these folks at Rocket Lab can send things, small packages, mind you, these small satellites into space at a relatively, well, super cheap cost compared to something like a SpaceX rocket or, you know, a NASA rocket. So uh, they built these small prototypes, you know, and they built up from there and they got some investor money going on. And then, uh, you know, they did it. They did it. They accomplished it. And this is just absolutely amazing. Beck has stated, it's just an awesome accomplishment from the team in a textbook launch. That's all that needs to be said. This new space industry started with Rocket Lab. You all pulled it off. Pulled it off great. And I can't wait to see what happens next. There's going to be some really cool stuff happening. Tech is going to open up for space. Space tech is going to go crazy after this. So I want to say thank you to everybody involved with Rocket Tech. All over the place. Everywhere. everywhere. Everyone who's ever done any sort of rocket technology and built anything. Like that's laying the groundwork for people like Rocket Lab to take over and take it to the next level. Everybody, great stuff. Now, I want to also say thank you to everyone who's listening to this pod. You guys are amazing. I appreciate all of your support. All the feedback that you've given me is great, and I'm working really hard to make this pod even better than it already is. Better production values, better everything altogether. So the best way that you can support is just keep listening, um, give it a review, uh, comment on it, send it to your friends on Twitter, Facebook, etc., etc. You can join us on Facebook. We have a Facebook. We also have a Twitter. Uh, Twitter is Space End News. Um, we're making a podcast Twitter as well, um, just so you know, you know when things are happening. Um, also, you can check out uh, spaceindustrynews.com. That's our main site. I'm switching that over though. I'm switching it over to only podcasts pretty soon. So that's going to be happening. And if you want to uh, monetarily support the podcast, there's going to be a link in the description. Those, That money goes directly into buying new hardware, buying new software, um, getting music and things and getting sound effects and getting more production value for this thing because I'm, I'm pumped. This place is, you know, this is growing pretty well. So thank you. Have a good day and I'll see you tomorrow.